Whenever you're ready. Oh, great. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it's good to see you on this day. It's good to see your face that we can finally come together in this holy day of the podcast record yeah. day. Yeah, this 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 day. Uh, so what's today? Thursday. 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 Oh, well, I have to edit this and throw it on the. Ha 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 ha. Bye tomorrow. Bye tonight. By one one a.m. So that's okay. No, that's fine. It just takes that's a minute. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be. Yeah, we're gonna grip it, rip it, and sip it. You know what I mean? The cat is going. He's going nuts. Bananas. Yeah, he's going nuts. So if you just hear something like scuttering, it's my cat in the background. He's having zoomies. <laughs> it's not right a demon. Now. It's a cat. Yes. Yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's all fine. It's safe. It's it is what it is. Did you so, did you have a story you 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 told me that you had a story that you wanted to tell me? I do, and that you were you were very excited about. It's 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 pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. So on uh, this episode of Retail Horror Stories, um, <laughs> <laughs> I was at work and I had this like sweet looking little old couple. Like when I say old, I mean like late fifties, early sixties. So not like super like old, just older than me. Um, <laughs> old. They came up to me, and you know, we were having a normal conversation. Everything was cool. We were jiving. I was like doing what I had to do, ring him up. And the wife, like the husband and I, were like eye contact, normal conversation. And the wife puts her hand on her husband's shoulder, and like he looks at her, and she like leans in, and she goes, "Sweetie, I just have to tell you, you have a very sexy voice." And I didn't know what the fuck to do um what the fuck <laughs> yeah that no. No no, no 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 i I, I was not i wasn't ready i wasn't ready for this fucking story what in she the looked fuck at me in my eyeball looked okay. into your into the windows of your fucking soul and yes. said you have a sexy voice in front of her husband significant yes. other and I don't, I don't i'm not know. so I Wait, I didn't there's know more. What was going on? No, they're okay. Oh no! All right, no okay. idea. So yeah, I'm I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna keep talking <laughs> to her husband because <laughs> I missed a grand opportunity there actually to plug the podcast. So I fucked up. I'm sorry, but no, Jesus, <laughs> I'm so uncomfortable on your behalf. What it was really the? Bad. It was really bad. Um, what? What was? <laughs> it, it was that just full stop? Like it was, was just it. your. And that, and she just proceeded with it. her life normally. Does she uh-huh. not realize how badly she just just dropped that in there to fuck up your life for the rest yeah, of your I life? Know. And she's just gonna move forward like nothing ever the fuck happened. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. When I was telling, I told. Uh, so immediately following that interaction, <laughs> um, everything was fine. Um, I was telling my coworkers, and they're all younger than me. Like, yes, they're all in their like early twenties. And I'm in my late twenties because I'm old, and you're not even. In, oh wait, no, you are in your late twenties. Yeah, I'm, I'm you're older 20s. than me. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Uh, I'm an old lady. So I was telling my coworkers, and everything was normal. Everything was fine, and I was cracking up because I thought it was the funniest fucking thing. Like in hindsight, I thought it was funny. Um, and we have <laughs> this one like 18 year old that works with us, right? And she was red as could be. Um, because then me and one of the other girls started popping off and she was like, well, obviously you missed a podcast opportunity. I was like, fuck, you're right. Yep, you did. And then and then she was like, maybe you could work for, for one of those like hotlines. You know? Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> and I lost my shit. I was crying. I was laughing so hard. And the little 18 year old like beat red, could not see like 
she was crying her like her eyes were (laughs) full of tears her face was very red and i was like well you know the only older woman that can crush me is lady lady damascu oh my god resident evil lady Oh and my god. She was like, I'm fucking done with you guys and like left. It was it was great. So that that's my retail horror story that happened. That's that I one's think the that's the weirdest one. That's yet. the weird that's more weird than eating dog last mm-hmm. week. Jesus what the fuck? Yeah. I don't know what's going on, y'all. I don't know if we've entered into like some sort of shadow realm or alternate I don't, reality. But people are fucking crazy right now. I really think people are losing <sighs> touch with what is socially acceptable. Because of the pandemic. Oh, yeah. I think that's actually very accurate because all of us are a little awkward when we don't get to be around people. Yeah. But the more we don't get to be around people, the weirder shit you say. The weirder the weirder people fucking get. Yeah. Speaking of when weirder people get fucking get weird. Yeah. Brain. Weirder. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> <sighs> um, yeah. Jim guy. Douchebag. Jim guy. Jim yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. Would you like an update on his sorry sack of piece of shit ass? Yeah, I would. Okay. I would really like if the story ended that like someone tripped him on the stair no, climb or something. Unfortunately, not. So, yeah. um, it, it I did confirm that he was in fact staring at me and making eye contact with me when he very awkwardly it was like it was at that point I was just like I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my shit like I have never in my life had somebody do this to me who who's whose child is this someone come get this fucking child so someone come get him a baby someone whose parent uh so i could yell at them that this is not how you interact with somebody this is how you make somebody uncomfortable i was on a bench i was doing spider uh-huh. curls which basically means that i am on an incline bench i take the bench i put it in incline position and i lay my chest on to the bench so my arms are mm. hanging forward down and off of the bench right and i put yeah. a barbell in my hand and i curl basically underneath the incline of the bench mm-hmm. and they're called spider curls because like you put your arms in front of you and you curl and that works a different part of your bicep anyways i'm mid curl like i am face down not even enough like first off don't ever fucking talk to somebody look at somebody while they're mid set like how dare you seriously i'm mid set i'm mid curling i'm in the middle of doing this and this guy who is not facing me he is he is uh, he's doing chest flies, so he's on the the cable machine. Mm-hmm. He's got each side. Yeah, his he is not facing me. His body his body is is facing away from me. I'm gonna say that one more time. He bends down to grab one of the cables, turns around, so like his feet are still facing forward, but turns his upper body around to make eye contact with me. He's like bent over as shit, trying to get my attention as I'm face down into this fucking bench doing this exercise because I'm looking at the ground curling, gets my attention by staring at me because he's bent the fuck over to twist it around to get my attention and he's smiling and staring at me and making eye contact. I was at the bottom of my rep and when I came to the top, my middle finger was coming off the barbell as he turned around and I was like, God damn it. God damn it. That's pretty good. So I wouldn't have thought that fast. I, of course, I have resting bitch face. So I just just stared at him, like yeah. death glared at him the entire time he was smiling and staring at me as I'm mid-fucking-set. I don't know what this guy is thinking. I have a mask on. I have a mask. The dude has never seen my face. I wear a mask. I don't think he's thinking. No, he's not. Because staring at a woman and trying to smile at her when like she is not reciprocating or has not come up to you at that point, the answer is no. Okay. Absolutely the fuck no. 
last night he was no it wasn't last night it was two nights ago because i didn't go last night uh he was in the gym with a girl mm. and i was like it's has got to be his girlfriend like what the fuck no i, I don't think it was i think it was his sister to which Kevin, to which Kevin replied, it, "It's no difference to him." So, laws. Huh? So I, Ugh. yeah, I ended up one night having to call Kevin to like come walk me out to my car, and he had to drive in, walk me out to my car because I did not feel safe. And so, this is That's fun. Ridiculous. This is fun. This is how staring at how looking at somebody can make them uncomfortable if you stare at them. So here we are. I hope <laughs> someone trips him on the stair climber. I wish he would just stop staring at me. Yeah. Or at least, like, be able to, like, be enough of a, a respectful human being to come up and be like, hey, I'm interested. To which, of course, you would say no, but... Get the fuck away from me. At the very <laughs> least, then he knows and he can right. fuck off. Just, yeah, just either rip the Band-Aid or fuck off. Like, don't keep being a creeper, which I could also just rip the Band-Aid and just tell him to fuck off. But I am terrified. I am afraid. I do not want to get in a confrontation with somebody who is bigger than me. So, yay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i'll be moving soon so it's all right thank goodness for that right so here we are Ugh. but you want to know oh. what is it moving soon yeah so- <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst segue that i have ever done in the 25 episodes spooky stories Okay. I thought that was pretty good, actually. Thank you. I tried. I You're didn't. Welcome. I couldn't. I was reaching the whole entire time. I was like, I'm just going to awkwardly keep this conversation going until I find a segue, and it's not happening, and it's getting awkward, and I'm not enjoying this. So here we are. Here we are. It's fine. But well, I have the clicker, and I have the quarter. Okay. So we can flip for today's episode. Okay. Okay. Are you, you going to pick anything other than tails? Are you just going to uh, stick? I think this time I'm going to pick heads. Are you sure? Watch it land on booty. Le- heads. Let's go heads. Heads? Yeah. It landed on heads. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. That's tell new me. and different. Tell me. Tell me, Zoe Knowlton. What is... So... <coughs> what is your This is going to be a hell of a story, everyone. It's uh just... It's like six pages long. Is like Jesus. What the fuck? <laughs> It's a it's a pretty pretty intense. Um, I also want to say that as cry? cool as yes, as cool as I awesome. think Ghost Adventures is, because everybody knows I love me some Zach Bagel bites. <laughs> I'm so fucking frustrated because I couldn't find half of the shit that I needed to because at least a hundred of the six or seven hundred links that I looked at were Zach Bagans related. <clears throat> so. What do you mean? Oh, like Google? on this place. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah. When you Google the wait, I'm doing the Cecil Hotel, everybody. Uh when you Google the Cecil Hotel, Zach Bagans is doing like Ghost Adventures, the crew is doing a special on them. So at okay. least two thirds of the stuff that I looked at was just Zach Bagans related and like, oh, Ugh. he's gonna be going to the hotel and watch this on Discovery Plus exclusively and whatever. So that was oh, a so they're just promoting the shit out of it, and here we are. Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. So Great. I Love had it. to dig deep. So I believe in you. Thank you. I appreciate All right. that. All right, scare uh, the shit out of me. Because I've never have... heard of this place before in my life. Holy fuck. You oh god. Okay. <laughs> I also I also have a content warning for everybody. Um a good portion of this story of the history is 
very dark and very bad and not our typical spooky ghost tawny stuff. It's more true crime. Oh, so, so this is Felisca X murder house. Worse. It's worse. Um, oh, so fuck. okay. Everybody, please, if this kind of stuff, I'll get like when I get to the specific things, I'll be a little more like, hey, don't listen to this part. Um, Skip forward. <laughs> here we are. Okay. So the Cecil Hotel is located at 640 South Main Street in Los Angeles, California. Thank you for the address. You're welcome. I'll remember so, that. Very well. I appreciate it. It's closed right now. So uh, uh, bitch. here we are. It's fine. Okay. It's opening later in this year. So. Oh, yeah. Cool. It's actually been rebranded as Stay on Main. So that is the, the name that when you go to Google the hotel to stay there, it's Stay on Main. Um, stay on Main? Yes. M-A-I-N? Yep. Like Main Street. So it's Stay on Main Hotel? Yeah. That's a that's stay on main. Dumb. Fire that person. Okay, go ahead. You'll you'll see why they <laughs> changed the name here soon. Okay. Um, okay, so fair enough. The hotel was built in 1924 by three hotelers, a gentleman named William Banks Hanner, Charles L. Dix, D-I-X, not D-I-C-K, <laughs> uh, and Robert H. Shops. So the hotel is now settled in the part of Los Angeles called Skid Row. So it's kind of the, <laughs> the sketchy part area. Yeah. Yes. The hotel was designed by Roy Lester Smith in the bow art style and constructed by W.W. Patton. Mm-hmm, when completed, mm-hmm. the hotel hotel cost $1.5 million. Which oh, my God. Yes. Today is $2.2 billion. That's, that's a lot. Whoa. A okay. Lot All right. That's some monies. Yes. It boasted a marble lobby with stained glass windows, potted palm trees, which is just so fucking fancy. Uh, an alabaster statues and 700 guest rooms. Whoa, that's, that's a, a hotel. That's a lot of rooms. That's a yeah, hotel. That's, that's a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> so the three owners all together invested around 2.5 million at the time. Okay. So that works out to closer to 5 billion today. That's a lot. That's some money. That's some that's money that you're putting in a hotel. Money. It better have a turnaround. Yeah. Uh, they built it in 1924. You know what was just around the corner? World War the Great Depression. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, unfortunately, the Great Depression hit and things weren't going as well as they could have. The hotel did survive throughout the Depression and ended up flourishing through the 1940s. But then in the 1950s, the hotel gained a reputation as a residence for transients and displaced people. And the local Ooh. homeless population reached close to 10,000 in the surrounding four miles. Whoa. Yeah. That's too many homeless people. That's a lot. So the Cecil was seen as a refuge to those people because it was cheap, but also a place for them to go if they weren't wanting to continue in mm-hmm. life. Oh, um, oh, 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 okay. Yeah. It, it has another nickname that we'll get to in a minute. Okay. The hotel was sold in 2007 and a portion of it was just a portion was refurbished. Then in 2011, the new owners rebranded it as the Stay on Main. So it changed in 2011. Okay. Um, in 2014, the Cecil was sold again to a hoteler out of New York City named Richard Bourne for $30 million. Whoa, shit. Yeah. After which um, a New York-based development firm called Simon Barron Development acquired a 99-year ground lease on the property. So in 2016, Matt Barron, the president of the Simon Barron Development Company, dis- uh, announced that the company was committed to preserving the historical significance 
of the building and especially its historically significant components. Uh Uh-huh. So the developer plans to renovate all the rooms, create a gym, a lounge, and a rooftop pool. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. All the projects have been completed except for the pool by the end of 2021. So as of right now, everything except for the pool is done. So that's pretty fancy and cool. In February of 2017, the Los Angeles City Council voted to deem the Cecil a historic cultural monument. And my last fun fact before we get into the real shit. The real nitty gritty. Yeah. Season Uh. five of American Horror Story was based on this hotel. Wait. Ah. Wait. Yeah, American Wait. Horror Story Hotel was based on this bad boy. Wait, was season five the one with Lady Gaga? Yep. <gasps> it was. Yep. She oh, was I'm so excited. The of the hotel. Yes. Okay. Oh, all right. Now, so here's where we get to another one of my graphic content warnings. We are going to be listing off the uh, suicides and murders that took place in this building. So if that is not your jam, please continue forward because we will be naming each of these people and explaining how they died oh jesus it's a lot it's a lot okay okay so the very first reported death remember this place opened in 24 the very first death was november 19th 1931 so very soon after it was opened. very quickly wk norton 46 was found in his room after taking poison capsules yikes in september of 1932 benjamin dodich was <laughs> 25 year old man was found dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound Mm. July of 1934, former Army Medical Corps Sergeant Louis D. Borden, 53, was found dead from slashing his throat with a razor. He left several notes, one of which cited poor health as the reason for killing himself. Dude, like slitting your throat yeah. is just next level. That's that's commitment. As that's, awful as that is. Like, yes, oh. that's... That's a very rough, gruesome, like you said, committing way to go. And for someone to do that is just, ah, ah, ah. Yeah, this is, ugh. Um, March of 1937, Grace E. Margot fell or jumped from a ninth story window. She hit telephone wires on the way down, which wrapped around her body. She later died at the hospital. Police Police were unable to determine if her death was a suicide or an accident. The next year, in January, uh, USMC fireman Roy Thompson, 35, jumped from the Cecil's top floor and was found on the skylight of a neighboring building. (gasps) Why are there so many people killing themselves here? This is awful. Uh Uh-huh. Other nicknames for this hotel are the Hotel of Blood and the Suicide Hotel. Yep. It's it's bad. Cool. Uh, May of 1939, so the next year. Uh, Navy officer Erwin Neblet, 39, was found in his room after ingesting poison. January of the next year, 1940, a teacher named Dorothy Seeger, 45, was found dead after ingesting poison. That's also a very rough way to go. Holy shit. Yes. Uh, This is a content warning within my content warning. Um, This one is incredibly graphic and much worse than the other things I have described. This one makes me a little upset. In... 1944, Dorothy Jean Purcell, 19, was sharing a room with her boyfriend, shoe salesman Ben Levine, 38. Mm -hmm. Dorothy, who apparently did not know she was pregnant, went into labor. She later testified... What? Uh Uh-huh. Apparently, she didn't know she was pregnant. That always blows my mind how you don't know, but okay, all right. Uh, She later testified... 
that she didn't want to bother her boyfriend who was asleep. So she went into the bathroom to give birth to a baby boy. Thinking he was dead, she threw him out of the window. (gasps) She was charged with murder. Uh, Three psychiatrists testified at her trial that she was, quote unquote, mentally confused at the time of the incident um, in the trial at it during 1945, so the next year. Um, she was found not guilty by reason of insanity. Ah, uh, That one fucks me up. I don't yep. like it. God. Um, moving right along, or else I'll get real upset. Yes, just keep it. Um, so do you know who Elizabeth Short is? No. The Black Dahlia? Does that ring yes. a bell? Yes. Okay. So Elizabeth Short is the Black Dahlia. Uh, she was reportedly seen... In January of 1947, in the hotel bar, having a drink, and it is speculated that that was the last drink that she had before she was murdered. Mm-hmm. Oh, so this was the hotel? Yes. Um, that information is disputed, Uh-huh. but it's, it's something worth mentioning that she could have been in the Cecil before she was killed. Okay, okay. So. Then in November of that same year, 1947, Robert Smith, 35, jumped from the seventh floor window. October 22nd, 1954, Helen Gurney, 55, jumped from her room on the seventh floor. February 11th, 1962, Julia Frances Moore, 50, jumped from her window on the eighth floor. How many floors are there? 15, 14, 14, 14 floors. Damn. Okay. It's a a big girl. Big building. Uh, Julia left no note, but she did have a bank book showing a balance of $1,800, which is roughly 15000 today. Uh, that's not a lot of money. So, yeah. Um, October 12th, 1962, Pauline Otten, 27, jumped from her ninth floor room after an argument with her estranged husband, Dewey. She landed on a pedestrian, George Gianni, 65, killing them both instantly. Ah. Uh. The- the police thought that they had jumped together until it was determined that George had his hands in his pockets when he died and furthermore still had his shoes on. If he had jumped, they would have come off during the fall or upon impact. What? Yeah. Your yeah. shoes mm-hmm. pop off? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I watch a lot of crime shows. That's consistent. <laughs> yikes. yikes. Big yikes. Okay. Um, okay. Or they fall off when you're falling. That yeah. I can see. I just didn't yeah. know that you could smack the ground so hard your shoes pop off. Yeah. Ooh. Some people lose their socks too. Ooh. I think. Yeah. It's that's it's some little... that's some force. Ooh. Okay. Yes. Um we're almost done. It's quite a long list. Um in June of nineteen sixty four, Pigeon Goldie Osgood was a retired telephone operator. She loved to feed the pigeons, which is why she had the nickname Pigeon. Mm-hmm. Um she was found dead in her room. Graphic content warning. She had been raped, stabbed, and beaten. Ah. And her room ransacked. Hours after the murder, uh, Jacquees Ellinger, there we go. Jacquees Ellinger, 29, was seen walking through the city in bloodstained clothing. He was arrested and charged for the murder, but was later cleared of the crime. And her murder remains unsolved to this day. Whose blood was on his fucking shirt? I don't know. No idea. The fuck? Not hers. Yeah. DNA was not. Yes, it was. 64? No idea. I don't know. I don't think so. Um, yeah, it's relatively recent. Whew. So now we skip a little bit of time, thankfully. Um, instead of being the next year, it's in 1975, December of 1975, um, a to this day unidentified woman, approximately 23 years old, jumped from her 12th floor room. And now this- How is she not identified? 
I don't. Uh, people would use um, fake names to check into the hotel. That's right. You yeah, that's yeah. you don't have to. Yeah, and she didn't have any identification with her in the room because she went there with that intention. Oof. Okay. Yeah. A lot of the other uh, people I mentioned did the same thing. They checked in with like fake names, um, but they were identified from family members or other people who were like, oh, they went to the Cecil. Where are they? Or stuff gotcha, like gotcha. that. So. Okay. Now, this one, I want you to know who this is, but you're not a like true crime person, so it's okay. You're right. I'm not. Uh, Richard Ramirez, a.k.a. the Night Stalker. I don't know lived, who that is. Uh, he murdered a lot of people. A All lot right. of people. Um, yeah. He lived in the Cecil during part of his 14 known victim killing spree um, and lived in the 14th floor, actually. I find that kind of strange that he kind killed 14 ironic. people and lived on the 14th floor. But, yeah. Maybe um, a little fucked. You probably yeah, planned that out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was a very open Satan worshiper and like got into some really like fucked up shit with that um, and would in invite demons and things and it's very bad very Ooh. very bad dude very Ooh. bad dude okay so very real bad. bad dude um so that's just kind of interesting that ramirez stayed in that hotel while he was actively killing people uh -huh. that's that's gotta leave some bad shit in september of 1992 a man was found in the alley behind the cecil uh police believe that he jumped fell or was pushed from the 15th floor he to this day is also still unidentified and later in 1992, Jack Unterweger, who you also don't know who that is, and that's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, he is an Austrian serial killer who was well, a serial killer slash um, journalist who mm -hmm. killed his first victim, I think, in 1970, um, went to jail, pretended to be a changed man, and Austria let him free and gave him a job as a journalist. Mm -hmm. uh, they actually sent him to the U.S. What the fuck? On a job. And what while he was there, he murdered three prostitutes. Um, yeah. What and a piece they, of uh, shit. He, yeah. yeah. He's a fucking trash goblin. I, mm -mm, nope. Nope. Um, so he killed those three women while he was in Los Angeles, and he stayed at the Cecil when this happened. Mm, nice. Um, he then fled to Florida, where he was caught and charged in the U.S. for those three murders before being extradited back to Austria, where he was charged for the other 12 murders that he committed. Ugh. Fry him. In. Just eat yeah. him from this plane of existence. Cool. I agree. Oh, three more bullets and we're done. Okay. February 19th, 2013. This is probably the worst. Um... Elisa Lamb was found inside one of the water tanks on the roof, um, naked. She had been missing for quite a while before she was found. Oh, uh, I will have more on this later. Um, so just hold that name in your mind. What's the name? Um, Elisa Lamb. Okay. Ooh, that, ugh, I don't like that one. Uh, June 13th, 2015, a 28-year-old man was found outside the hotel with his cause of death not to be determined. So, he was just dead on the ground? Yes. Um, uh. We're not sure why, what killed him. Um, his autopsy, he's not. it's not to be determined. So I'm not sure. Cool. Fabulous. So 19 known deaths in this hotel. That, that was 19. At least two of them are murders. That's, that's too many deaths in a hotel. Yep. Yep. I, I didn't put this in my notes, but... Whenever I would see, like, a medium 
or Mm -hmm. anybody talk about the hotel. Um, A lot of them wondered if there's some sort of vortex there, something that is just drawing all this bad energy and like bad um, intentions there. There has to be. That's not natural. That's not. That doesn't just keep happening for no fucking reason. That's more than I think any other building that, well, no, any other hotel, at least, that we've covered. Like, yeah. Ugh, it's bad. Because, like, I mean, because there's, like, the 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 Suicide Bride Hotel, but even then, yes. it's not 19, it was, like, two. Yeah, it was two. And that's it. It's it's too, fi- too fucking many. Whew. All right. Are you ready to go on a ride with me? Wait, we weren't already on a ride? We're going on a different ride. <clears throat> to where? We're going on a totally different ride. Are you ready or not? You want to go? You wanna go I mean, I, me? I don't feel like I have a choice. <laughs> you really don't. So just say yes. So yeah, okay. Yes. 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 <laughs> thank yes. you. Let's, thank let's you. Go. I, need, okay. I needed right. that. Okay. So have you ever heard of the elevator game? Is that the one elevator? The... Go ahead. Were you? No, I'm thinking of the elevator movie where the where where Satan was on the elevator with them. But <laughs> that's pretty bad, actually. Wait, um, have you not seen that movie? No, I haven't seen that it's... movie. Oh, we have to sit down and watch. Oh, it's so fucking. It is like because you're like, I know it's that person. Because okay, so real quick, side note, we're gonna take a tangent. The elevator. It's I think the movie's called The Elevator. Basically, different people from all different kinds of walks of life. They are all all bad people. Oh, get like coincidentally get stuck Mm -hmm. on this elevator, right? Okay. Every time the lights go out, someone dies, (gasps) and supernatural things keep happening because obviously the devil is on the elevator with them. And basically, the devil is torturing all these bad souls on the elevator. And, it, like, the fire department's trying to get to them. The police is trying to get to them. And no one can get to them in time. And every time the lights go out, someone dies. And you have to guess, who do you think the devil is? And you never guess it. You never fucking get No one ever fucking guesses it. And it's great. I'm sold. That it's sounds great. good. Okay. All we'll right. watch it sometime. I'm in. So this is kind of like that, but, like, different, you know? Okay. <laughs> Does it, does it involve an elevator, though? It does. It does. Okay. All right. Tell okay, me. So this game, which the all the information that I found about this game is linked in the notes. So the elevator game or the elevator to another world, either one interchangeable. What the fuck? Yeah. Get ready for this ride, man. All right. So it seems to have originated somewhere in Korea. It has been... It's, it's every month it's searched for at least... 3,300, or excuse me, 33,000 times. Jesus. Yes. So fairly often. What the fuck are they doing over in Korea? So here's some important things to know about this game, because I'm going to tell you how to play it. Okay. So number one, most important thing, if you follow the rules, you might meet a woman. If you get off at the 10th floor, you might enter another world. To play, you need one person. Some sources said that you could do it with more than one person. I'm going to go with the one person version. At least a 10-story building with at least one elevator. Okay. Because obviously you need an elevator to play the elevator game. Correct. I would assume. Yes. So getting to the other world, the first step, enter the elevator alone. Do not get out on any of the floors. If an outsider gets onto the elevator with you, you have to start over. Uh. Step, Step two, proceed to the fourth floor. Step three, descend to the second floor. Step four, up to the sixth floor. Step five, return to the second floor. Step six, up to the tenth floor. Step seven, return to the fifth floor. This is the floor that a young woman may join you. Do not look at her or speak to her. She may try to talk to you, ask for help, or antagonize you. What Do the not f- acknowledge her. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. 
What the fuck? Okay. It just gets worse. Step eight. Press the button for the first floor. One of two things is going to happen. Either the elevator is going to go down to the first floor. If that happens, your access to the other world has been denied. If the elevator goes up, you're going to be allowed to enter into the other world. When you reach the 10th floor, things may look different. No one else will be around. The power might be out. Some players claim that when they look out the windows, there's only a red cross in the distance. If you choose to exit the elevator, ignore the woman's attempts to question or stop you. So that's fun and interesting. What? And okay, so yeah. tell me, I, I'm I'm in suspense because I'm like, I want to uh-huh. fucking play. Yeah. I don't want to play all at the same time. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm, yeah. I'm free. I. What does this have to do with the fucking hotel? We'll and get are there. we playing? Okay. Uh, we'll get there. I don't want to play. No? Yeah, this is actually something I don't want to fucking do. I'm wow, good. for the first time. Yeah. And haunt her. I barely know her it's, history. It's something yeah. I want to do and you don't want to do. By the end of this, you are not going to fucking want to. Absolutely oh, not. Oh, I we're guarantee. Not done. Oh, okay. God, no. I'm halfway through. We're not done. What? Okay. <laughs> I'm only halfway through. Okay. 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 So, to return from the other world, if you choose to stay in the elevator, just press the button for the first floor and return home. You may have to press it more than once for it to work. So. Okay. Okay. If you press it once and it doesn't move, don't freak out. Just press it again. Keep pressing it until it works. Second important thing. If you choose to get off the elevator and explore, here are the rules to follow to get you home. Number one, you must use the same elevator you used to arrive to leave. Number two, follow steps two through seven, finishing on the fifth floor. So floor sequence four, two, six, two, ten, five. Very important. When you reach the fifth floor, press the button to return to the first floor. The elevator will attempt to return to the 10th floor. Begin pressing the other floor numbers to stop the elevator before you reach the 10th floor. That is very important. Oh, Jesus. Do not reach the 10th floor the second time. When the elevator stops, continue to press the first floor button. So if you're on the fifth floor and it starts to go up, hit the sixth floor. Stop it, then hit one to go down. If it continues up, keep hitting it. Keep doing what you can to get back to the first floor. Okay. Ugh. You may have to repeat the process until you get down. Step four. Upon reaching the first floor, check your surroundings. If anything even seems off the slightest bit, do not get off of that elevator. Repeat step two until things look normal. Once you're confident that you've returned to the real world, exit the elevator. I found at least two separate stories of people playing the elevator game on Reddit, and I've linked them in the notes. My notes are already way too long, so I'm not going to read them to you today. But you can find them if you're a Patreon member in my notes. There's other important information here about the elevator game. If you reach the other world, the floor you emerge on may look almost identical to the one that you expected. So the other world looks almost identical to our world. Okay. Some people say that electronic devices don't work in the other world. Some people say they do. It varies. You may become disoriented, which means you might forget which elevator you arrived in, which is why it's important to make sure you're on the right elevator. The elevator might seem to get further and further away from you as you walk toward it. Oh, I hate that. That makes me nauseous. Constant vigilance. Keep your wits about you. If at any point you pass out, faint, or otherwise become unconscious, you will likely wake up in your own home. However, be sure to examine everything carefully, as the home you're in may not be the home that you left from. Mm. Do not speak to or look at the woman that you may encounter on the fifth floor. If you do, she may decide to keep you for her own. Who is this woman? I don't know. So here we are. Now, why? Why is this important? You've already asked me. I still want to play, but go ahead. (laughs) 
Elisa Lamb that I mentioned earlier um, that was found in the water tank on top of the Cecil. Right. She may have played the elevator game in the hotel. Okay. There is an elevator video footage that you can watch. It's a couple of minutes. Uh, There's some weird stuff about it um, besides just her behavior. But when she gets in the elevator, like the the footage itself, the timestamp's redacted. And there's a couple of different jumps um, that looks like it's been edited. Those are parts without her on the screen. But I'll show you the video after we do this because it's it's bad. Um, It's very bad. It scares the fuck out of me. Okay. So when she goes into the elevator, the the doors open up, she walks in, she presses all the fucking buttons. That makes no sense. The elevator door does not close. Uh Uh-huh. It stays open. She stands there for a minute, kind of like cowered up against the wall, and then peeks out and then jumps back in and does this a couple of times like she's looking for somebody, like she's hiding from somebody. Um, At one point, she like presses herself up against the wall and then chooses to walk out and starts gesticulating um, almost like she's talking to someone. Um, That's a little awkward and a little strange, and I don't really know what's happening there. Um, So that's really not normal. No, she ends up after doing that, she makes some like stutter, like she takes a couple stuttering steps in frame away and then runs off. Um, And that is the last time she was seen alive. Um, She was discovered actually in the hotel's water tank due to the hotel residents complaining of low water pressure and the water tasting off. Ew. Yep. Yep. Um, Her cell phone was mysteriously missing from her clothes and from her room and was never found. The roof access is the only door that opens up to the roof is with a key, a staff key, which she did not have in her possession. No drugs or alcohol were found in her system, and her death was ruled as an accidental drowning due to her having bipolar disorder. So, I'm watching the video right now. It's spooky. It's a little bit. No one acts like this. Like she's like shuffling yes. and yes. and like stepping in a manner that no one would walk. Like no right. one would step. Like it's, she's like it's really and she, strange. And she is. She's peeking out mm-hmm. the elevator like she's and scared. she's and she's pressing the buttons and nothing is happening. Like, the yep. elevator will not move. Yep. And after she leaves the elevator, it works normally. Like, she's when she pressing- walks away. Yep. She is pre- Yep. The buttons mm-hmm. are lighting up and it is not going. The doors yep. are not shutting. The yep. door has been open this entire time. And she keeps, like, yep. backing up. It's really spooky. She keeps like, pressing I'm- it. I'm not a fan of, like, I don't-, I don't know the actuality of what happened to her. But, oh, God. It's, oof. I don't like it. So and she's talking. She's gesticulating yeah. like she's talking mm-hmm. to somebody. Yeah, she's moving her hands around like she's talking to somebody. And her hands are not moving in a motion. Yeah. Because I gesticulate and her, yeah. her it, they're very like sharp movements. Yes. Almost her, like she's scared or angry. Yeah, she, her hands just keep constantly moving. Yeah. And very creepy. Yes. Like yeah. rhythmic. Mm-hmm. Some people have theories that she was making symbols or signs uh to try and get whatever was bothering her to fuck off it's it there's there's a whole rabbit hole you can go down um with her death it's wild that's so sad it's it's really bad it's really sad 
Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna. You know what? Yeah, we're just yeah. gonna close yeah. that out because I'm only like two thirds of the way through, and I can't finish watching that because it's really unnerving yeah, to watch a bad. human freak out like that. It's really bad. Um. Okay. So now we're into the hauntings, the actual like few hauntings that I found, because like I said, everything was was all bagel bites and not spooky. So huh. there are reports, of course, of stories, cold spots shadow figures, and the feeling of being watched consistently throughout this hotel. Oh, hell yeah. Yep. Some people say that they see a figure of a woman that looks very similar to Elizabeth Short wandering the hallways or in the bar. Some people report knocking on the door to their room, and when they use the peephole or open the door, no one's there. Or they see a shadow figure standing in the doorway. So that's gross. Oh, oh. It's, it's worse uh, than the bellhop boy. Yep. I didn't like that one. So a gentleman named Costin Alderit. That was a rough name. Sorry, everybody. Um, rip it. Grip it, rip it, and sip it. He said that he saw something strange in one of the windows of the Cecil. So naturally, he took a picture. He's quoted saying, when I looked at that, f- that window, it just looked kind of creepy to me. And then I showed it to my friend, and he kind of freaked out. It just creeps me out still. The photo shows what looks like someone posing on the outside of the glass about to jump. So that's gross and weird. I like how you very coolly... Oh my god, that looks like (gasps) someone... I told you. It looks like somebody about to jump out of a window. He's got his hand Uh on like the side of the window, and the other hand is up behind him grabbing the top of the window. 110% looks like someone's fucking jumping. It's spooky. But I like I like how you put like hyper hyperlinks in your in your notes. Oh yeah, I think that's super neat. I really like you're, you're hyperlinks doing better than me. a lot. Yeah. So I also found a website where someone tells the story of their father. It's like I forget what the the website's called, but it's like a Memories Project. There we go. It's called Memories Project. So you just like pop in memories of your family, and like it's cool. It's like documented for all time, which I think is pretty nifty. That's sweet. That's kind. That cool? That's cool. That's sweet. Yeah, that's like cool. That. So this gentleman is uh, called, or this might maybe a girl. I don't know. This this individual. This in- yeah, this go, person um, is known as Kim Joy Twenty Four. They say, "quote e- Talking about their father, they're telling an experience that their father had at the Cecil. Okay, I should probably tell you that. Every time he told the story, I could feel the fear coming off of him in waves. Even after so much time had passed, he claims he went to sleep that night in his room at the Cecil, only to awaken to the feeling that he was being choked. He was bathed in a cold sweat and couldn't move or call out for help. He felt his hands he felt hands around his throat, but could not see anyone. He literally thought he was going to die in that room alone. Oh Finally, Jesus. The feeling left him. He bolted out of that room, ran downstairs to the front desk. After he gasped for breath, he told the hotel clerk what happened. The clerk said that someone had been murdered in that room. Dad oh, nice. To, <laughs> That's fucking his... fabulous. <laughs> Jesus fucking. That's so oh shitty my... that hotels don't tell you that shit. <sighs> Ugh. Dad was able to get his room changed as he made it clear he would never sleep in another moment in that room. After doing some research, the individual discovered that their dad had more than likely stayed in the room that Goldie Osgood was murdered in, Pigeon mm-hmm. Goldie. Which she was strangled to death, so that would make sense. Ah, there we go. There, yeah. there's the magic, ma- magic line that just puts and it all together. Here we go. 
actually on that same post, someone else had responded with their own story about the Cecil. So I'm going to read you that one, too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They call themselves uh, Maca, M-A-C-A, responded with this story, potentially about the same room. I stayed at the Cecil Hotel in April of 2011 and decided to go do more searching on whether it was haunted. My journey started with a long flight from the UK, but surprisingly, I felt pretty refreshed, although I had done that journey on a few occasions and usually felt wiped out. I arrived at the hotel and the lobby area seemed fine, but once I reached my floor, the atmosphere changed completely. I felt completely ill at ease once I entered my room. It wasn't the shabbiness or the downtown area, but just the feeling of coldness that I had. I left the room after about 45 minutes because I really did not want to be there. I was booked for two nights. The first night I'd hardly slept despite my body clocking, my body clock being eight hours different to L.A., on that Saturday night, I went to the room as late as possible. I was lying there trying to sleep and wishing the morning would hurry up so I could get to Thousand Oaks to be to get picked up from my sister at 11. As I lay there, I heard what I thought was rustling, like someone was going through a plastic bag. I felt very cold and then felt what appeared to be a weight on top of me and something around my throat. Uh. I honestly was very scared and stayed awake until 6 in the morning when I checked out. My sister was very surprised when I called her from the Denny's saying that I was there three hours earlier than normal. My room had not been, uh, this room not only affected my mobile, so their cell phone, it stopped working when I arrived at the hotel and started working once I got into my sister's. So that's kind of sketchy. That's bizarre. Like that. Uh, but it really did affect me. And it took a few days to get over that experience. Yes, it was a shabby hotel, loud, a bad area, but I would have coped pretty well with those factors alone. It is definitely haunted, and I can only report what happened to me. So that's another one that kind of mm. got me pretty mm. good. So today, the Cecil is closed for renovations. During this time, Ghost Adventures will be filming a series inside of the Cecil. The first episode dropped January 4th. It was an hour and a half long. I don't want to give too much away about that episode. I've seen a portion of it. I don't want to give too much away since it is uh -huh. a brand new series and I don't want to get sued. Um... And I'm going to watch it, so don't oh, spoil it. Definitely. Um, a few interesting things that did happen that I wanted to put in here just for fun. During the episode, Zach focuses in on Elisa Lamb, of course, and the possibility of her playing the elevator game. So he decides that he's going to play the game himself. Thank God. Yes, <laughs> fucking Zachary Bagelbites out here doing the Lord's work. <laughs> That poor sweet dumb boy did not read the instructions ahead of time. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> he ruins everything. <laughs> so on the fifth floor, he straight up feels a cold breeze come into the elevator with him. <gasps> like he doesn't see a woman, but he feels the cold breeze and he's like, Are you in here with me? Is are you the lady? <laughs> and it's so cute. And then he he's... goes and then he goes, Oh fuck, I wasn't supposed to acknowledge her. Why didn't I read these? <laughs> Oh, that shit had me cracking I up. I swear to God. I know. <laughs> it's such a Zach Bagans thing. Oh, bless him. So he finishes out the game. He gets, it takes him straight to the first floor. He gets out on the first floor. And when the elevator closes, he didn't hit any buttons. And you see that he did not hit any buttons. It shoots up to the seventh floor. <gasps> nobody is in this hotel. It's just the Ghost Adventures crew. And nobody is on floor seven. Everybody else is on floor four. So that's kind of fun. Oh, that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. Yeah. That elevator so. is janky broke bullshit. Yes. There's two elevators in this hotel, and that was elevator two. So Cool. Fun fact. 
Okay. So throughout the rest of the investigation, the team hears Bangs Creek's voices and footsteps throughout the hotel, which is crazy because they're the only fucking people there. Love it. Yeah. Some good shit. Is that that the Cecil Hotel? That's that's the end. That's the Cecil Hotel. Thank you for slogging through that with me. It was quite Woo! That was a different different format. That was a whole different... That was a different... That was a different beast. So, so what about what about you? What are you talking about this week? Well, before I talk about what I'm talking about this week, good call. Because I fucked up again. <laughs> I didn't do the opening. One day it's I'll fine. get it right, but not today. Uh, this is the portion of our episode where we would give a shout out to our newest Patreon member. But this week we did not have a new member, and that's okay. It is. However, if you are on Apple Podcast. And you would still like to support us and do something for us. If you could leave us a review, that helps us out tremendously. And if you are on Spotify, be sure to smash that follow button. And anywhere else you are listening to us, please be sure to do the thing. Yeah. Zoe, you're supposed to say, yes, please do the thing. It helps us. Do the thing. Do the thing, everybody. Rate and And review. This is the point where you're supposed to use your sexy voice to convince all the people. (laughs) Everyone, please give us a good rating and review. I'm dying. Did, that, did that work? Was that good? Oh my god. <laughs> I'm done. I'm fucking done. Kay. Okay. 10 out of 10. I'm gonna All never right. let that go, but I'm gonna be oh, uncomfortable please, please never not letting it go. It's the funniest thing that's happened to me. Like, now that I've worked through the trauma of a 65-year-old <laughs> lady hitting on me, it's fine. <laughs> <sighs> lady? Okay. Alright, so, yeah. for my I, Katie Groves, yes. we'll be covering the Pythian Castle in springfield missouri we have a castle in missouri apparently but <laughs> okay it's 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 not it's not like it's I, i'm not like treading on your territory of like scotland ireland like it's oh it's i appreciate not, that that's it's that's not, very respectful it's not like a an actual castle it was made by a group of people now however i want to disclaimer this as yes it's actually pretty haunted oh but i could not find any good stories except for one well, and I'm really upset because they have like a whole thing where you can come and visit the place and you can do mm-hmm. scary haunted tours and you can do like all kinds of like escape rooms and events here. But they're, I really hate it when people are like, it's a haunted place, but don't post stories about the yep. shit that happens there. That was my trouble with the Cecil too. It's insane. Like I'm, yeah, I'm so over. Like we're gonna we're gonna have to go around to these places and just yeah. and just do the work ourselves, Zoe. Like it's just gonna Seriously. have to be one of those things. I mean, because I'm, I'm sold. Let's go to Missouri. Uh, of all places. Uh, maybe not right now. Maybe when it's a little warmer. Oh, yeah, because they've got like a snowstorm up there. Snow. Fuck that shit. Oh, my God. It's so cold. Okay. So here we yes. go. Here we go. The, the Pythian Castle. This 40,000 square foot limestone castle, which was originally built in 1913 for mm. the Knights of Pythian. Ooh. Knights of Pythias. A fraternal organization. Now, I'm not really for oh. fraternal organizations. However, I was like, this is some, like, Boy Scout bullshit. But here, but this is actually Boy pretty Scout cool. Bullshit. I got some information because I was like, what the hell Ooh. is the Knights of Pythias? But oh, apparently they're actually a pretty to-do thing, and I did not okay. know this. Cool. The organization was founded in February of 1864 by Justice H. Rathborn. Rathborn bases the rituals and beliefs of the organization after the friendship of Damon and Pythian. Okay. Now, if you don't know what that story is, I copied it from Wikipedia. Good call. You can just Google it real quick. The story of Damon and Pythias is a legend in Greek historic writing illustrating the Pythagorean ideal of friendship. Py- uh, I keep, it's, it's P-Y, and I keep wanting to say Pythias, but it's P. 
Pythias is accused and charged with plotting against the the tyr- tyrannical? tyrannical. Thank you, Got tyrannical you. Dionysus. Ooh, right. Okay, so we're going back. Pythias requests that Dionysus. Pythias requests that Dionysus allows him to settle his affairs on the condition that his friend Damon be held hostage, and should okay. he Pythias not return be executed in his stead. So, for some odd reason, Dionysus thought that Pythias was trying to kill him, but Pythias mm. is like, no, I need to go off and handle some bullshit, but you're going to hold my friend Damon. And if I don't come back, kill you Damon kill in my him. stead. Yes. So, Damon fucking agree- just is like, yep, cool, we'll do it. He's going to come back. I don't trust nobody that much. When Jesus. Pythias returns, Dionysus was amazed by the love and trust in their friendship and frees them both. Aww. So this is the whole story that well. the Knights of Pythias are based around. Okay, that so sounds you can, really sweet. Right. That's what I was like. Oh, wow. Like, actually a good fraternal yeah. organization. So I went on their okay. website. You can go pythias.org. Uh, the Fraternal Order of Knights of Pythias promotes cooperation and friendship between people of goodwill. Our social and charitable activities are directed towards enhancing the great principles of the order. Friendship charity and benevolence these principles are adhered to very strongly through contributions of money time effort and supplies to pythians and non-pythians alike the eventual aim and goal is the betterment of mankind uh they promote troops and veterans and the welfare of youths right now their theme is go green help save our world that's great i wonder how much it causes costs to join you can only be a dude that's bullshit it's a fraternal organization i mean that doesn't mean shit well, <laughs> not to me. Doesn't well, mean apparently, anything. Apparently, you can only be a dude and join it, so I'm good. That's so sad. So, I know there's some like lodges and stuff you can join, even if you're like a girl. Well, this is like it's the the night. This um, castle was supposed to be like a lodge thing. Okay, fair. But here we go. Alas, the knights of Pythias. So this is how the castle first. So this is actually how the castle like was founded in Missouri Springfield, Springfield, yeah. Missouri. The knights of Pythias was the first order. So, like, first organization, first fraternity, first whatever, founded by an act of Congress, so it was kind of a big deal. The idea for a lodge, you know, there we go, to be built was thrown out to the state of Missouri, where seven Mm -hmm. cities were considered for this lodge. City officials of Springfield were so serious about the lodge being built in their city that they raised money to buy 53 acres and sold it to the Knights for $1. That's a lot of acres. Right? That's that's fucking wild. So it took 20 years for the knights to raise $75,000 to build a castle. And the ground broke in 1911. And the castle was finished by 1913. Huh. The main purpose uh, for this organization to this the organization to build this lodge was to be an orphanage and a senior citizen home for the members and their families. That's cute. If a family member dies... If a member dies, excuse me, mm. if a member dies, their children get to live in the house, but the widow mm. wives do not. Okay. So it was a place of old people and youngsters. Oh, well, I mean, could be worse. It it was kind of a rough place. Oh? It, it was like not as bad as like a sanatorium rough, but it right. definitely was not ideal. The children were separated by boys and girls. And they were not allowed to talk to each other, even if they were related. There was a couple stories that I found online where the people were like, yep, I grew up there and my 
brothers were in another part of the building and we were never allowed to see them talk to him or anything that's stupid yep uh obviously back in you know the 1913s girls did inside domestic chores while the boys Mm. were outside farming and doing outside stuff quote unquote boy stuff boy stuff rolling in dirt i don't know so eating worms children were also only allowed one new outfit a year so like wh- one of the one of the girls mentioned in her story that she like hated the outfit she got so she ended up like ripping the the sleeves off. The people oh, who no. ran this place threw her in a closet and said that she wasn't allowed to come out until she sewed the arms back on. So they didn't she didn't like sewing either. So she took her sweet time not doing it so the girls at night would actually sneak down to the closet and then help her sew the sleeves back on. That's so it was ridiculous. Yeah, Jesus. it was it was a little little fucked up. Um, There's also a rumor that bad things happen between adults and child. You know how yeah. that how that goes. Unfortunately, yeah. I also read another thing where the children had to go out to this other part of the building, mm. and to get there, you had to crawl through this tiny tunnel that only a child could. And there were you know rodents. There were hot pipes. They had to like go out to the like the boiler room, but it was a different house in the back, right? Ew. So then they sent children to crawl through there to go do the chores, and it was just an awful, god-awful experience for everybody. Ugh. So moving forward, in 1942, the U.S. military took the castle under mm. the order of immediate possession and paid 50 cents on the dollars for it, and the knights had to leave in five days. Oh, that was fast. Yeah, so Bye. basically the government came in and, and just was like, get the fuck out, we're using it. World War Two, baby. So See you later. The castle became <laughs> the castle <laughs> became an additional facility to the O'Reilly General Hospital that was used for offices and service clubs okay. for recovering veteran veterans from World War Two. Okay. I'm however, done. however, oh no. However, and I'll tell you this. You had to do a little research in the basement. Also coined the dungeon. Oh at, no! At, at least a dozen german 60 italian and at least one german sol- one japanese soldier were held as prisoners of war awesome. to this day there are paintings on the wall from the japanese prisoner the mm-hmm. apparently the story goes that the germans there was like nurses so like also these were like wounded um yeah. higher ranking soldiers so like they were pretty decently high probably new information uh yeah. they were also probably recovering from a wound because you get you know, shot, hurt, and then you get captured, right? So certainly, the Germans were dicks to the nurses there, so they that got you right. know nothing extra. But apparently, this one Japanese soldier that was there was very kind to the nurse mm-hmm. nurses, and the nurses in return gave him paint and the brushes. Supplies. Okay. Yes. So the paintings of this uh, Japanese person are still in the basement to this day, and you can go see them. Huh. Well. Wow. So while these pow's were there they it the the like official is like they were only used for labor um but like the underside of the story is like we all know that they got like yeah. tortured for information we know like we know oh for sure yeah yeah so there's there's that so again jumping forward in history in 1980 the military leased it to the ozark area community action corporation and i'm just gonna call it ozark because that is too many words. Too many words. So, the Ozark has control of this. Doesn't really say what they're doing with it. I couldn't really mm-hmm. find, like, why were they in this building, but they 
were in the building and they were being leased to it. I guess it was just, I honestly don't know. I I could not find out what they were doing in this building. So I was like, okay, cool. Eventually, here we go. Eventually, 13 years again in the future, we're we're just taking skips across time. Eventually in 1993, the military auctioned off the property as a surplus. Ooh. So no one thought to put a bid on it. Because everyone thought the the Ozark Corporation was just going to outbid and win and just no one even yeah. bothered with it. It was like, they're, they're going to get it, blah, blah, blah. However, oh. however, oh. this one farmer, this one farmer was like, you know what? I'm going to put in a bid and fucking won. He Hell got yeah. the 40,000 square foot castle for four grand in 1933. Holy shit. Yep. That's for four, awesome. For four grand, one. Everyone freaked out, like, was just like, hell how the yeah. hell did that happen? The military was like, oh, my God. Like, the Ozark oh, no. Corp was like, how? What? So the farmer and his family just YOLO'd it and lived in this castle. That's They're, wild. They were just like, fuck it. We're just going to live. Like, they own a farm. They lived in it. However, by 2003, they realized that living in a castle meant a lot of yeah. upkeep there's there's a lot of rooms i tried to find like a uh, a breakdown of the rooms yeah. like apparently they hold they hold history tours but they don't put the history on the website and i couldn't right. find like from the actual website and i wanted to find like the different rooms so like mm-hmm. of course it's a castle so there's dining rooms there's different foyers there's different living rooms uh, apparently they have a bowling a bowling alley they have a theater room yeah they have all different kinds of bedrooms, obviously. So, like, there's this is a big-ass castle, and there's a lot of different places in it. So, like, obviously, it was a lot of upkeep. Up, I'm mm-hmm. sure there was a lot of rooms that didn't get attention. Oh, for sure. So, it was kind of it's hard going downhill. It's hard for me to a two-bedroom apartment. I can't imagine, like, a 40-room castle right. or more. And then, huh. yeah, then you have, like, a stage to clean and all the dining rooms. Whew. So, the farmer in 2003... Mm-hmm. Sold it to the now current owner. Her name okay. is her name's Tamara. I'm mm. gonna try my hardest to tap into my inner Italian and try to pronounce her last name. Finocirio. Finocirio. I'm gonna go with that. And her mother. So okay. these two these two women uh, actually moved from California to okay. Missouri to save this castle because apparently Aww. the city was trying to get a hold of it and just tear it down. And she was like, Nah, I want it. Like, let's restore That's it. Let's really work on cute. it. Apparently, the city just wanted at this castle, and yeah. there was a lot of dispute between Tamara and the city. So it was all settled. The whole dispute and all that bullshit was settled in 2010 mm-hmm. when it was agreed upon that they would leave her alone if she held tours and kept the castle open to the public. So okay. she actively lives in the castle and then lets like people roam around certain parts of the castle during the daytime. That's cool. So today they hold tours, both haunted and history. Ooh. Wedding and prom events, murder mystery nights. Oh, hell yeah. Escape rooms and other things. Because, like, you can, like, book and reserve, like, whatever the hell you want. They do all kinds of crazy stuff in it. So for this being an old person's care and then Mm -hmm. also, like, a military place, there are more than 100 deaths here. Oh, and I'm going to give a disclaimer because these are uh, we're going to read off um, three people who have died here and not by okay. good hands, not by good hands. So okay. um, disclaimer, if you don't want to hear, you know, people dying, let's just you just skip ahead. Yeah, this whole episode. 
Woo, yeah. Oof. So in <laughs> 1940, mm-hmm. a man shot himself in the head with a 22 long rifle. Yep. In 1942, a man took his own life by cutting oh. his own throat with a razor. Okay, that's a weird parallel. And I didn't get the date for this one, right? That's why I said I was like, that's rough because this other person did that too. I, I didn't get the dates for this one, but it's it's uh, a man fell down the stairs and he, he fell to his death. So it, the mm-hmm. fall down the stairs did kill him, but it was rumored that he was pushed. Oh. And did not fall by himself. Lovely. Okay. So there's, it was like, there was some negative energy already happening in this castle at that time. But it would, again, I can't find any notes on it, but it's like, oh yeah, it's all haunted. So this is a little bit that I gathered between just little bits and pieces here and there. And I have all Mm -hmm. the links in my notes. Um, all, all of the places that I gathered it. And most of it comes from, unfortunately, the Ghost Adventures episode. But this is all... Uh, this is all knowledge. So, starting with Tamara, because mm. I think the writing of all the ghost stuff isn't written down because I don't think really anyone wants to talk about it or no one really knows. Like, it's not conveyed because, like, usually when you get a place and it's like it's haunted, it's like you know. Yeah. When Tamara got this place, she did not know it was haunted. Oh, fuck that. Oh, and it's great. So, she talks about that. So, so Tamara, here we go. Her first experience in the castle was when she was in the lobby. Again, she's in a 40,000 square foot castle. She's by herself, right? It's so big. She's by herself. And she hears clear as day a woman just going, hello. And she she was like, now hindsight's 2020. It was nice. But she's like, at the time, she goes, I was so scared. She goes, it was terrifying to hear someone else talking in this castle. And no one's supposed to be in there with you. Like, what the fuck? So she was freaked out. Uh, she, of course, was restoring the place, right? So she yeah. has painting drapes up in one of the rooms that she was painting. And so she had the paint in the, the painting drapes in the doorway so the paint wouldn't go out into the rest of the hallway. When she went to go leave the room, so to push the drapes aside, she said that she bumped into a physical body that she could huh. not see. Huh. I don't like that. Yep. And she, again, was alone in that castle that day. She reports whistling. In most parts of the castle, droning murmurs in rooms that are empty. So, like, kind of, like, people talking. Yeah, multiple people talking. Right, right. And footsteps could be heard echoing through the halls. Ew. Like I said, when she bought the house, she did not know it was haunted. She later found through the rumor mill how she was able to acquire the house. Because she said the the castle. She said she was able to acquire it kind of cheaply. And she believes that it's because everyone comes into this place, experiences something immediately, like within the first 10 minutes of being there. And they're just like, absolutely the fuck not and leaves. Yeah, no, bye. Because even when Ghost Adventures came in, they were already getting shit right off the bat. Oh, wow. Not even 10 minutes. Yep. Like they were doing their like first, you know, first day interviews with the people. And it was not even 10 minutes into it. They were getting stuck. Yes. So the children, because also there were children there. I yeah. don't know if children died, but there's apparently ghost children that are there, and they like to talk to you. They will have conversations with you. Yeah, they give me weird chills. Yeah, there was a ghost tour that was going on, and everyone in the room heard a little child say hello, and everyone went Goodbye. like to turn like who whose child like who someone whose parent like get get the get who the brought parent. a kid here. Yes, so everyone was like, "That's oh god!" So the ghost tour was like, "Yep, there's a little kid that will say hello to you." 
Cool. Way to Sha- tell me that afterward. Right? Shadow people are seen in photos taken in this castle, uh, particularly on Gross. some of the couches in the foyers and the in the living rooms. So you can, like, take a picture and then you'll see someone sitting there, you know, and a guy was sitting, took a picture of a couch a little ways down and there was somebody sitting there. No. That is nope. fun stuff. So with, uh, with Tamara, she... Um, Bought the house, right? And yeah. then the people, I think from the Ozark came up and okay. whatever they were working, apparently there was you know, a group of them, whatever, working there. So they said that they had worked like 13, at the time they came and saw her, 13 years prior, they worked in the castle. They they stopped by, I guess, to, you know, it's a polite thing to do to be like, oh, you bought the place. We Well, we worked here. So they came to shoot the shit, right? Yeah. She said that their second question to her was, so, have you met the ghosts yet? That's rude as fuck. <laughs> That's and the only like, reason that fucking came. Yep. They didn't, like, they didn't give a shit about nah. anything else. They just wanted to be like, so, have you so, met the ghost? Yes. Okay. Ugh. So this is a story that Ghost Adventures tells in the opening. Okay. And this is the story of Cindy Shipley and her brother. Now, this is not a happy ending story. This is a very um, unfortunate accident. Okay. It wasn't uh, an accident. It was It was on purpose. Um, unfortunate ending. on purpose? It was, yeah, so it was, it's a rough story. So okay. I'll, I'll just disclaimer that. So if you talk to Cindy, she's a tour guide of this of this place. She just said that she feels so drawn to this castle. She said it freaks her out most days why she feels so drawn to this castle. She can't yeah. explain it. She doesn't know why. She just knows that she needs to be in this castle. And she is now a tour guide of this castle because of how drawn she is to this place. Okay. One, one particular time. Cindy and her brother were given the task of babysitting the castle for two nights. Because apparently Tamara and her cool. mother were gone. Yeah, yeah, okay. right? So the first night, her and her brother just have a normal time. You know, they sit in the ballroom and they're having dinner and they're playing cards. And then they spend the rest of the evening in the front living room. Okay. By the time that they decide to go to bed, they apparently have two dogs with them. They run up the staircase before them and they run into, immediately into the what is called the queen suite. And they start making noises like Cindy has never heard them make noises about. Oh, the God. dogs! She said the dogs did not want them in that queen suite and they did not go in there. They were like, okay, all right, cool. So I guess they were a little freaked out. So they both kind of, they just both hopped in a bed together and they just were settling into the bed and kind of getting ready to doze off. And they both heard a very clear, very loud whistle. Oh, now it is rumored. I didn't know this until this episode that when you hear a whistle it is a sign of bad things to come. Something bad is about to happen. Okay. Didn't know that. Cool. But that's a, yeah, that's like a, that. that's a foreshadow, 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 foreshadow. Ugh. So also put in the notes. Oh, there we go. So they hear the whistle and mm-hmm. that was pretty much it. So that night, as soon as they fall asleep, Cindy has a dream slash slash premonition about her brother's death. No. She doesn't really she doesn't go, it upsets her tremendously. It upsets her absolutely terribly, so she doesn't go into too much detail about any of it. She just says that she had a premonition that night. When she woke, she was like I have to wake my brother up. I have to tell him what I like all, like tell her all that and Oh god. He when she wakes up, there's a spirit of a woman floating at the end of the bed. Cool. She says it looks like Tamara's mother but with longer, whiter, wispier hair. So these ghosts Hello, apparently man. play doppelganger 
Okay. And it's and it it freaks her out. So she doesn't Hell go into yeah. too much detail after that. I don't, I don't know if she ever told her brother mm-hmm. about the premonition or what happened. But unfortunately, three weeks after babysitting the house, her brother hangs himself and takes oh, his Jesus. own life. Yep. The night, apparently, apparently, according to Tamara and Cindy, uh, poltergeist activity, the night her brother took his life, poltergeist shit started happening in the castle. It wasn't said what happened. It didn't say what extent. It was just like poltergeist activity. Apparently, one of the things that was mentioned is that a 600-pound radiator in the same room that her... Yeah, it's a heavy motherfucker they don't just fall over uh i the 600 pound radiator in the same room that her brother really liked to sit in was just knocked over that same night oh i don't like that i don't like <laughs> no? that no, no i don't like that that's too big to be moved yeah that's too big to just be knocked the fuck over yeah, so no. so there is a ghost adventures episode as i said this oh this most okay. of this came from the ghost this was like uh season 15 i want to say okay and it sounds about rightish. So I didn't watch the full thing. I just kind of watched their opening scenes. Okay. Just to get some more information. So like I said, when people walk into the house, it takes only about 10 minutes until something really happens to them, which really upsets me That's because so apparently fast. all this, this stuff is happening and there's no stories on it. So it's like, write it down, put it, it out there. A regular, like, we heard a spooky voice or the kid said hello or right. bangs. The Ugh. same whistle yeah. that Cindy heard that night it's yeah. a melody. It's a it's a it's a same melody sounding whistle. Same one that Cindy heard that night that her you know that whole premonition dream happened. That is the first thing that they hear when they walk into the place. Gross. Yep. So like they're like setting no. up cameras. Like they're not even starting the interview. Like they just introduce themselves to Cindy, and all of a sudden you hear whistles, and Zach just goes, "What was that? Did you?" And of course they all freak out, and then they go back and replay it, and they catch it. Right after that, right after Ugh. that, they catch an EVP that sounds like a German speaking. Like it's like you don't understand it. It's totally like it has that like throaty like how Germans talk, right? It's really deep. Yeah. Huh. So they're like, that sounds German. Like that sounds like a ghost talking with a German accent. While they are outside, they're standing near a window where the dungeon rooms are downstairs. Yeah. Like the cell rooms. Ugh, yeah. He, Zach said he saw a dark figure standing right outside the window, which is kind of like dug, like dug out, standing down Ugh. there. And he said he saw like, you know, glowing eyes. And so he like jumps in it. Of course, he like jumps down yeah. in there and gets out the spirit box. And he was like, what did I just see? And it replies back, a devil huh? or a, de- a demon, excuse me. It says a demon. And then he's oh. like, a demon. And they talk a little bit more. And then all of a sudden a woman's voice comes through and it says, uh-huh. don't tease it. Ah. <sighs> <sighs> don't tease it bagel bites yeah so for you as uh, the oh, second no. night when they were getting ready to do their recording aaron mm-hmm. said that he saw a soldier walking in uniform outside of the castle oof so you can also see full body apparitions in this place that spooks me i want to go yep so another another person uh i think i put it in my notes another Ghost crew was doing uh-huh. an investigation on it, and another woman was standing in that theater room. And yeah. when she had looked up, she said that she saw a man, and she she described the clothing. And I don't remember what it was, but saw a man 
walk from the stage to backstage and she thought it was an actual person. It was like, excuse me, sir. Like, how did you get in here? And like, with chase him and could not find him. And then realized what she saw and was like, oh, oh, fuck. Yep. Super solid apparitions freak me out. Right? Like, you think they're fucking real and they're not even there. Yeah. Nope. That's, that's Pythian Castle. I didn't even know that existed until I found it. I was like, ooh, let's do this Spooky. That's really good. Right? That's a good one. So there's more, there's more going on. And I'm upset that I couldn't I couldn't get the deets, you know what I mean? Yeah. We'll visit it sometime and we'll find out what's going on. We'll do and I love it when Zach goes there and he's just like, We're gonna think we're gonna get to the bottom of this <laughs> and figure out why this stuff it never does. It's just Yeah, no. That's my favorite though, because he's always like, We're gonna take care of the problem. Doesn't like Zach Bagel ever sometimes makes it worse when he leaves. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> oops did he do that yeah oops my bad so there we go episode 25 beautiful wow it's oop, actually oop. wow 25 that's a lot of episodes that's a quarter of a hundred. Oh wow we gotta wow, do something that. crazy when we get to 100 we're gonna actually have to go to a place yeah and do an investigation and then do a podcast about Hell the yeah. investigation it's gonna be crazy banana boats yeah we also have to get somebody for episode 30 Ooh, Ooh that's true that's true. Ooh. We'll talk about it. We'll, we'll put it in the works. we got five more yeah. weeks. Woo. Okay. So if you like what we do and you want to check us out, be sure to vid- vis- the, 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 visit our – it's late. It's so late. Visit our website at <laughs> www.hauntheribarelyknowher.com. And if you would like to check us out on social media, you can visit us on Twitter or Instagram at – H-H-I-B-K-H podcast. Boop, boop. And if you're on Twitter, you're going to get Zoe. And if you're Hello. on – Instagram, you're gonna get me, and sometimes if you're on Twitter, you're maybe sometimes gonna get me because Zoe works and it's and it's cool. So, <laughs> but if you're on if it's Instagram, it's always me because Zoe's too old to know what Instagram is. All right, rude, and, and I'm too young to know what Twitter is. Really rude. <laughs> it's uh, fine. It's all it's fine. Great. So yeah, interact with us, that, do the stuff. Let's talk. Have some fun. Uh, yeah. If you have any submissions or anything yeah. you'd like us to talk about. Uh, please feel free to go to our website and submit a story idea. Yeah, and we will give you a shout out if you do that. Boop, boop. Okay, so I'll finish until Zoe's done drinking her water. Uh, thanks. Okay, Kay. all right. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Haunt her. I barely know her. Uh. Definitely don't know her mom with the sexy voice. <laughs> what the? <laughs>